Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through his ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and Mike, you said you had seven questions that you believe every Christian should be asked. So they're not the only questions everyone should be asked, but I think they're seven very important questions because they deal with how you came to know Christ, how you're growing in Christ, and how you're serving Christ. So they kind of comprise that kind uh, of a context as well as interacting with other fellow believers uh, to get wise counsel and things like that. So these are just questions I have found to be helpful when I am meeting with people in our church, either one-on-one or in groups, and especially one-on-one when you meet with someone and maybe for discipleship or for encouraging their faith. uh, These are good questions to ask. I ask the men of the church these questions uh, when I meet with them. Got it. So let's run through those questions then. This should be kind of a a snappier episode as we go through these questions. Sure, absolutely. What do you got for number one? Okay, well, the first one's an easy one. It's when were you converted to Christ? You know, how do you know you've been regenerated? How do you know you have new life in Christ? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old things have passed away, new things have come. So how do you know you've been born again? Mm -hmm. And I I like to use those terms, converted to Christ, regeneration, born again, new life. Because a lot of people just go, oh, I accepted Christ, right? Now, John chapter 1 says that uh, to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. But accepting Christ isn't a term in the Bible. That's fair. So I like to use biblical terms. When were you converted to Christ? How do you know you have regeneration? How do you know you have new life in Christ? Awesome. Great. have them tell their story. Yeah, that's a great first question of where did your life really begin with Christ? So Mm -hmm. that's great. What's number two? Number two is, what is your practice in the Word of God and prayer on a daily basis, both alone and with your household and with other believers? Mm, So obviously, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that doesn't need to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the Word of truth. And then Proverbs 13, verse 13, because it says, whoever despises the Word will be in debt to it. Oof, yeah. So if you neglect it, then you're not going to know what it says and so you'll be in debt to what it says because you'll be you know making mistakes and doing things that you're like oh i wish i would have read that mm. right and by the way i don't go to someone hey i have a seven yeah. interview questions for you <laughs> i'll usually throw out a question and then i answer it too oh tell your testimony i'll tell you mine and well here's what i do in the word by the grace of god and here's Here's where I stumble in that, too. Yeah, and these are good questions not just to be asked at a one-off time, but these are questions that can be continually asked, which is great. Retelling your testimony is beautiful. More Christians need to do it. And then, obviously, on on an ongoing basis, we ebb and flow in our practice in the Word and prayer. Sure. So what's number three? What are your spiritual gifts, and how are you serving the Lord? Hmm. You know, 1 Corinthians 12, 11 says the Holy Spirit gives to each believer uh, gifts just as he wills. So it's not the gift you want. It's the gift God wants for you uh, to serve his purposes. So what are your spiritual gifts and how are you serving the Lord with those gifts? That's kind of a hard question to ask sometimes and sometimes an even harder question to answer. It is. The way I usually do it is like, I'll say something like this. Okay, so I'm sure, yeah, I know you're serving in this ministry or that ministry. How do you think you've been gifted by God? You Mm. know, how do you, I don't say like, did you take the spiritual gifts inventory, right? But it's like, what do you think, God has gifted you to do, and and I get good responses, and some, you know, we're always puzzled a little bit by, I think this is it, but I'm just doing what God's given me to do. Sure. Next, number four. 
Who is building into your life on a regular basis and how often do you interact? And I think this is one of the key things for, in, for Christians. Who do you look to for help in your spiritual life, in your life as a believer? So who's building into your life? And I say this to men, which men are building into your life on a regular basis and how often do you interact? If a man is married, of course he and his wife are building into each other's lives. But men need men in their life that are going to actually intentionally build them up in Christ. And then women need women in their life like that. People you look up to, people that you seek advice from and things like that. Absolutely. Proverbs 17, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Very good. Number five. Uh, the reverse of that. Who are you pouring your life into and how often? And so we aren't just receivers. We are to be givers. Now, are you talking about that just from peer to peer? Or are you saying that to you know younger men as well, that you should be pouring into their life? or I think all ages, okay. because you can be younger and disciple an older person who's a younger Christian. Hmm. Uh, older men are to teach younger men. Older women are to teach younger women. Titus 2, of course. But I think in, in this question, what I am thinking of is who is coming along, you know, it could be a peer or someone um, that's a newer believer. Who are you pouring your life into and how often? Mm. And so a lot of times it's peers. And a lot of times we're not really like, you know, gauging where we are and they are. We're just fellow believers and we happen to be wanting to help each other. Yeah, absolutely. Mutual. Those two things go mutually. You build into each other's life and you pour into each other's lives. Yeah. And number six? Number six is when someone is building into your life, when you're interacting with them, what questions or counsel or advice do you ask them for? Huh. Now, this is really crucial because, you know, the Proverbs talks a lot about someone who seeks wisdom and wise counsel. And it talks about fools who just kind of run headlong into things. And so... You want to be wary of the person who never asks advice from anybody about anything. The person that always makes statements. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And they're kind of in a vacuum. And you want to be careful if that's you, listener. Winston, you and I need to be careful about that, right? We need to be seeking wise counsel from uh, family members, from friends, from trusted Christians, uh, neighbors, whoever is in our life that is trustworthy. And, you know, what questions, counsel, and advice do you ask for? And I think that's been one of the best ones that I've asked people. And then on the flip side of that, you can sometimes get people who are going around and asking everybody's advice, <laughs> kind of trying to get Fishing the answer for they the want. Right answer. Yeah, yeah exactly. don't do that. No, yeah, this is where you actually ask counsel and advice and want to take their advice. And let's say you ask two or three people, but you don't keep going around. I like that, but you brought that up. Don't just keep going around to get the answer you wanted to begin with or driving people to that. And then, you know, you can flip that question around. Do people come to you for advice and counsel? And mm -hmm. what's the most common questions people ask you? I think that's a good one, too. I think one of the signs of growing in Christ and helping believers is that people seek you out for help. Mm, very good. Number seven? Well, number seven, this is the last one. And it's kind of an interesting one, but it's what breaks your heart? Yeah, what breaks your heart? What, what do you see around? You know, you look around and you say, wow, that just breaks my heart and makes me want to do something to help. Mm. And the reason I ask that question is because that's probably where God's going to give you grace to minister an opportunity to minister. And I think that that is just one of those questions that, you know, we don't get asked, but I think it's something that we have to think through. There's plenty of things we do in life because they're a duty, a responsibility that we love. Mm. But when you have a passion for something, 
when you absolutely love to do what you do. In fact, there is another question I ask people. I ask men this a lot. Do you love what you do? Hmm. Do you love the work that God has given you to do? That's one that I forgot to put on this list, but it's one I asked. Yeah. And I think it's a good, good question. Some people tell me, no, I just do it and I'm good at it, but I really do that so that I can have time and money to minister and, and reach people for Christ. But others are like, I love being a plumber. I love being a mom who stays home with kids and raises them. I love being a CPA. I love being a teacher. And, and I just love that. When a Christian knows their vocation, their calling mm -hmm. from God, and they embrace it and they say, I'm serving God through this. Yeah. I'm serving God as I'm a school administrator. I'm serving God as I teach children. I'm serving God as I, I'm an attorney or whatever you do. I'm serving God as I sweep streets, you know, whatever That's it right. is. I mean, Martin Luther used to say, you can milk a cow to the glory of God. That's so, right. Absolutely. So I'm going to have to retitle this seven-ish questions. <laughs> there is everybody. one more you could do. Is oh, you, no. You flip, them, you flip one question out and say, what questions do you have for me? There you go. All right. So that's number eight, I guess. Eight-ish? Eight point five. Because I, I give you the other one. I gave you the one about, you know, do you love what you do? Yeah. No, those are good questions. And I think that there's sometimes a tendency for us to avoid introspection a little too much. And these questions kind of pin you to the wall mm -hmm. as far as answering these hard questions about your own life. That's true. Hey, as we close, let me do this. Let me summarize these and let's retitle this. Nine questions every Nine. Christian needs to wow. be asked. Okay. So number one, when were you converted to Christ? You know, how do you know you've been regenerated? How do you know you have new life in Christ? Number two, what's your practice in the word and prayer on a daily basis alone with your household, with others? Number three, what are your spiritual gifts and how are you serving the Lord? Number four, uh, who is building into your life on a regular basis and how often do you interact? Number five, who are you pouring your life into and how often? Number six, what questions, counsel, advice do you ask people for? Number seven, what breaks your heart? Because that's probably where God is going to give you grace to minister. And number eight, do you love what you, you get to do? And number nine, what questions do you have for me? Very good. Well, those are really great questions. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And if you have any questions for us, please send them in to ordinarychurch at gmail.com. We love getting those uh, emails, so send them on in. And Mike, any other final words? Love Jesus and do as you please. Oh, I was so hoping you'd say that. <laughs> Until next Thursday, we hope you'll join us as we remain faithful, even in the ordinary.